1: Take a moment to connect with your mates, a simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. None of
2: you start lagging or pretend to be lagging by the way, yeah? <laughs> 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 right, three, two. Hello, hello. Welcome to That Mill podcast. My name's Omar. Joining me today, I've got Ben. how' mate. You goods You good? Evening chat, so we doing very well, thank you. We've b- go- both got the giggles here, I'm sure Stephen will oh, no. too. Um, we just tried to do a show with Tom, um, a Cardiff fan to give you like the lowdown of Cardiff Sea. He didn't really make it, did he? Ben, unfortunately, but you know, we, we tried. The <laughs> you go, mate. It's that uh dial up they've still got in Wales, and yeah, yeah. The sheep has, the sheep's on the sheep's on the treadmill trying to get it going. It just it's not getting fast enough for him yeah. to get it going. It's not it poor bloke. Yeah, that's it. Well, um, thanks for joining me, mate, and look forward to doing the show with you. Obviously, first time doing the show together, that should be good. Um,
3: and also, Stephen's back, kind of, mate. How are you, You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Um, as I say, I forgot what Ben looked like. It's been uh, it's been a while since we've seen his face on the pod. It's so, I a mean, day. long for forward you. to looking forward to the show with, with you guys. It's the first time the three of us uh, are together.
2: Definitely, I think um, as Mickey coined it to me on the phone when I just spoke to him, he's like. You three good football minds. you'll 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 get on the three of these together. I was like, alright, cool. Because right. Mickey steers it a lot, but you know, he's he, he, he compensates for it there. But um yeah, I mean spit day drive because this is the point where I brought in Tom previously. Your listeners are gonna have no idea what this means, but we'll crack on anyway. Ben you were with us the other night, mate, but obviously Saturday's game just gone. Um we were, obviously the previous Saturday coming up, but um obviously a defeat for us at Middlesbrough. Just a brief synopsis, of what you made of it, mate, on Saturday, obviously a defeat for us there. Tough one to take, but you know, I think I kind of summed up the other night of you know, I didn't really expect us to get much from it up there. I don't know what you thought going into it and obviously after the game, mate.
4: Yeah, I I didn't think we would get anything. I said to my dad we're taking a point before the game. I didn't expect us to win, to be perfectly honest. We've struggled away, we battered Watford and it's probably the best away performance that I've seen probably since Forrest when Smudge caught his hat trick. Um probably better than that actually. Um but yeah, didn't expect us to get anything. At Borough. They seem to be doing well under Carrick, don't they? So, yeah, they didn't really expect anything. So I wasn't surprised from all the council reports that I read online for the 500 that did go up there. It seemed like it was a bit of a lackluster game. Um, Obviously, watched the highlights. Yeah, just uh, just frustrating, really. But, yeah, one
2: result that I expected. I think how I summed up anyway the other night, I was like, I kind of didn't expect a lot. And I think Saturday coming up, for me anyway, was this is the crunch one where like I think we've got to go there and get a result on Saturday at Cardiff and kind of, you know, I suppose get a bring, bring back a, a bit of optimism ahead of Saturday, I feel like, mate.
4: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a game, if we've got any aspirations now for the rest of the year to be getting in the top six, we have to win. Um, I had a little look at our record against Cardiff in Cardiff. And it doesn't fill me with much confidence. I'm not going to lie. We haven't won in Cardiff since 2005. Uh, Yeah. And that was a 1-0 Balladichio penalty. So, yeah, it's been a while. They haven't won a game since November. I know we had the World Cup in between that. But they also haven't won a home game since October. And that was against Rotherham. So, I think we're all going to sit here and go, are you even a Millwall fan if you're expecting us to to win on Saturday? Uh, Because you know what's going to happen. As we we probably said on the on the pre, we're called in new management about just a new person in their dugout. Um yeah, I'm not going into it again with much confidence, but I'm a pessimistic Mill fan. Yeah. So, um yeah, records not great in at, at, in Cardiff, so again I'll probably take a draw, but as I said, if we've got any <coughs> aspirations top six, we've got to win.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with you there, mate. I mean, we'll park Cardiff for a second. Um, obviously since we've done the show on Wednesday, uh Stephen there's been a bit more transfer news. Not the news we've all been hoping for, um, but it's, I mean, yeah, we haven't signed anyone. I've seen an article this morning from Gary Wright talking about positions. Um, we could look for another <coughs> position on the pitch if we don't get the striker, because obviously striker search is still ongoing. Um, but I wanted to first talk about uh, another departure. Besart notch, complete a permanent transfer to Bromley. Bit of a bizarre one. Obviously, grabbed, you grabbed know, positive headlines in pre season did and he? and we were always ranting and raving about him a little bit. Um, and, yeah, he's left the club on the podium. It
3: Bromley. Strange one, right? Uh, very, to be honest. Um, I, I was at Dartford pre-season, which seems so long ago, obviously, with the World Cup and whatnot. And he played, I think he played about 60, 70 minutes and looked quite good. Um, looked quite sharp on the ball, uh, an attack-minded fullback, something that we probably, <clears throat> again, at the start of the season in a five-back probably would have been a role that it would have been suited for him to, to come in had we had injuries and, and problems, but it just seems very strange. I mean, uh, someone tweeted me earlier about, um, is it lack of funds or lack of ambition or players not wanting to join us um, coming in the door? It just seems that we must be absolutely scrapping for every pound note at the club if, if we're accepting bids for youngsters, because he can't be on much a much of a, a wage, to be honest, He's we're probably not. Uh, you know, probably we're probably paying whatever half of whatever he was on. So, um, unless they're unless the books are really, really uh, heading in the wrong direction, it just seems a bit of a strange move to let a promising, promising defender go. And considering Murray Wallace has had these difficulties this year um, on the left hand side, Scott Malone seems to have injury problems. Uh, he's not been around as much in the last couple of weeks. Seems very strange to like let left back left back leave.
2: I agree with you. I think I was also at the Dartford game and I agree. Like you know, you can get carried away in pre season. You know, you can play against the Conference South side, but he looked very composed, good on the ball, got forward, seemed energetic. He wasn't. He didn't remind me of a marauding left back, but he showed a bit of talent and a bit of quality about him. And do you get behind that theory? Then I saw it as well. The, the finances being a questionable thing. Obviously, we're rumored to have sold laffey for a hundred thousand pounds. I, I read today it was again someone's like passing on say it's on good authority do you think we're kind of scrapping the barrel a bit trying to get some cash back because again the rumour is obviously with the elite business for Hummel the, the reseller going under we've lost out on some significant funds there too is there, do you think there's legs to that? what's your kind of opinion on
3: that? I do, I think I think the, the mistake um, as well with the memorial um, stones that, that come out which only come out because supporters were sort of venting On social media, it seems a few of the fans started to have a little bit of a moan and then something was kind of done about it and a statement was was made by the club. Um, They lost a lot of money, obviously. I think it was the... Well, it was Black Friday. They called it Blue Friday, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Obviously for the club. And they didn't have a club shop. So um, they lost out on a lot of money. I think there was a game where the shop wasn't open for a home game as well. Um, There are problems. I think there are problems. I mean... The big, the big one for me is is a phobi's wages mm-hmm. because you know Alafi wouldn't have been on a lot, um, Hayden Muller wouldn't have been on a lot. Topolos obviously we're paying part of his wages, I would assume. So they're they're just you know clearing the decks type thing. But phobie was on big big money. If we can't use that in another position, then the finances must really be taking a hit, and, and I'm slightly concerned. That's why there's not been any transfer um, transfers coming in. You just can't afford it. Mm. I mean, a bit of a oh, give us some positivity. Come on, Ben. Is there any
2: positivity to take from this? Top and i just obviously gone. Uh, I guess all your thoughts on that, but come on, give us some optimism, please, mate. <laughs> uh, you would have seen my tweet recently
4: about all the rumours when we were going to be getting Romolo, Noon from Exeter, and Geezer from Rotherham. And I tweeted saying, if you think we're getting. All three of them, you're in cuckoo land because it's just not happening. I also said in that tweet that we'll be lucky to get one, and I think that is going to be true. Well, I don't even think we're getting any any of them at this rate or anybody. Um, yeah, the, the top loads is just a weird one for me because, as we say, it's he's a young fullback. He seems to have done well on loan. Um, are we really struggling that bad to have to get him off the books, or has he come to the club and said, "Look, I need"? I need to be playing first team football, I might not get that, as Rowett told him he's not going to get that anytime soon, obviously we don't know those conversations, but if it is financial, well, again, it would have been a nominal feat for him, he's not going to be breaking the bank, so yeah, if it is financial reasons that we've got rid of him, that's concerning. Um, Generally, our trade policy at the minute is, it's just worrying that we haven't got anyone in, but... Again, there's that article floating around that, that Belson's putting in about £10 million a year, his own money, just to keep the club kind of going. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it is, I think there's not much optimism of it, is there? but I'm being realistic, I think. I think I've always come to think, again, I tweeted today saying, we always, our transfer business is getting in early, Not when if another club's mentioned against us, we're never getting that player. We all, again, I think I tweeted saying, can someone tell me the last time where another other clubs we've mentioned in our transfer business that we've actually then got that player. We just don't seem to get them. So it is always people that we run the radar. We do our business quietly, it seems. And we seem to get people's knockoffs. So, yeah, it's, it's worrying. Again, if we want that top six push, we need bodies in the door. And I don't think now we're looking at two or three that we probably would have got it. We're probably looking at four, five, six now. And we're just not going to get that. We never get those numbers in. So... Yeah, the rest of the,
2: the year is um, going to be a struggle, I think, if we don't get a few bodies through the door. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, you look at our squad now, the only player I, I don't really, I think a lot of people will agree on is George Evans is still there, but you take him away from it. You've not got many first team players left there, have you? It, it seems to be depleting and quite quickly, doesn't it, uh, Stephen? It's, it's, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? And it seems to have just crept up on us. I mean, we've always naturally had smaller squads, apart from when Holloway was in charge, I feel like when we had like 40 players at one point in one season or low mass. Aside from that, you know, we hit, the reports from the finances that Ben touched on there, you know, Berylson always puts the money into right after losses at the end of the year and takes it back as like a credited loan, but it's not really, a, you know, it is kind of writes the money off, so to speak, and it's like a load debt. Um, but then with that, like, we've got £22 million wage budget now as a club, supposedly, and it's gone up progressively year on year. Have we overspent and they're kind of, is Berylson taking the money away or what is it? I mean... How do you feel about it? And obviously, Berylson was rumoured to be as American interest, isn't there? It's, you don't know how legitimate
3: these things are, but it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? And the squad is depleting quickly. It's a bit of a weird one because also you've got the, the issues that we had obviously with pollution council with the um, surrounding areas and, and um, what was going to happen with with that. You know, all of that talk has gone gone really, really quiet. They've come out and got planning permission for a sort of state-of-the-art training ground which needs to be funded that doesn't just you know you don't just build a training ground you have to actually pay for it um it it, it is very strange and and on the squad it you almost felt like at the start of the year we had a lot of options we had a we had a really good squad on paper and you knew how we were going to play you knew it was the system you knew you had cover in in various positions and all of a sudden you're kind of looking at it going well, if Cresswell goes and, you know, we've got a couple of injuries, you, you know, these the, the young kids, I know they're doing a good job in the 21s and 23s, but they're going to have to develop pretty quickly because I think they're going to have to start, you know, a bit similar to last year, obviously, with COVID and, and Zach Lovelace um, being drafted into the first team. I uh, uh, You know, last year was a bit of a blessing in disguise because we, went, we won five games in a row, which was a bit of a miracle run, let's be honest. But, he was forced to play certain players because we didn't have anybody else. So it almost feels like we're going to be in the same kind of position, but this time it's our own doing. You know, last year he was bemoaning the injuries and and you know saying that's what's cost us, um, which it probably did catch up with us. To be fair, he, he, you know the players were tired, but now you, you've got a really good chance. It's the best chance that we've had. Um, I, I, I I don't I really don't know what the what the policy is at the moment. Berylson is putting in a lot of money. I think he's probably one of the best owners we we could have asked for at the moment and during lockdown. Um, there's no dispute that he's he's done wonders for the club, but you have to ask the question: Why is he going to get this return on investment when the 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 you know the um, all the development happens around the ground? Is he really going to recoup the ten million pound plus per year? That there, there has to be something behind it, but but. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if he's taken the money away. I I just think um, players nowadays demand higher transfer fees and higher wages. And I don't think, one, we can really afford the higher wages. And two, I don't think Rauwet and and our board want to to rock the boat and bring in a higher and then some of our other players sort of get a little bit annoyed about it. Just a couple of things to jump in on there. Just, I think... It wasn't long ago,
4: it was, well, start of the year when we were doing and, and chatting on, on the podcast that I said, and we all said, but I certainly did, that I was really delighted with the, the strength and depth that we seem to have across the board. And it suddenly just seems to have evaporated and we seem like we're down to bare bones. And I don't quite know how. Was that all of us go, well, myself looking at it and probably overplaying the squad depth a bit and the, the quality of the side a bit? I, I don't know, possibly. But, yeah, it just seems to have gone. And as I say, we're probably one or two injuries away from being really, really in trouble. Um, and going back to your last point there, Stephen, in terms of Berylson, from, there ha- he is, he's a, you couldn't ask for a better owner, in my opinion. He runs us as well as you can a modern-day football club. But there's got to be something for him to be wanting to hang around and keep spending £10 million of his own money every year. And I don't want to say it because you don't want to go down that route, right? But if it is... the the grounds, the area around the ground, whatever it is, the bermsy development. Then, I know it seems like a logical thing for him, right? Because he's going to earn a few
2: quid out of that. Does the cynic say, "Well, would Mill be worth more money even if there's like big high-rise flats round us?" I don't know. It's this is it's, it's like, it's, like no, I don't know. I, it's it's no, I, a, I agree with you. Yeah, it's like because that's the question that's got to be asked. There. I mean, I've just counted the squad so take away the three goalkeepers, 18 outfield players. You take away Charlie Queswell from that scenario because he's murmured to be leaving, unless there's an injury to Hutchinson or Cooper. So then you've got three centre-halves, well, two centre-halves if you take away Creswell. You've got, obviously, Murray Wallace has got no left back. Danny McNamara's single right back. And then you've got George Evans in there that will probably go. I-, I don't know, he's probably going to stick around now. Maybe he'll be a backup set centre-half at this point. So that's potentially 16 outfield players. And obviously, we know we've only got Tom Bradshaw up front and Boggy and Bennett who can do a job there but it's yeah it's it's quite it's well, how are we going to what are we going to do there do you reckon Stephen like is it the loan market or do we like we said the other night do we do rest turn to the young players now but does Right want to do that obviously he's given Eze a chance but is that something you think we could possibly do or might have to do
3: I think it well I think it's going to be he's going to have no choice um, oh. as, as Ben just said if we get an injury or a couple or two injuries or a suspension or something like that that out of the blue um i mean don't get me wrong i think the under 21s or under 23s now they're they're doing a really good job they're they're scoring a lot of goals they're winning a lot of games so i think there would be people coming into the first team squad young players with a bit of confidence because they're scoring goals at their own level oh we all know it's a step up from playing under 23s to the championship but but um i saw an interesting a really interesting um tweet from someone that said would would um, Bradshaw and Boglesummer score the goals that Malik's scoring in the under twenty threes? He's got fourteen, I think, for for the under twenty threes. It is a different level of football, but but why not? Why not give him a chance? Um, I think in terms of incoming players, it's now getting to the point where I think we're looking at the loan market. We're definitely looking at the loan market because we, there's no way we're looking now to to sign permanently. Again, I don't necessarily agree with that unless they unless we can get those kind of. I think with Shackleton, we have an obligation to buy um, because Chris Wood all those years ago, uh, no obligation to buy was was taken off of us. So I think we need to start looking at, at those options. Um, but it, it it is worrying. Eighteen outfield players and one of them. Well, it, it Shackleton and um, Cresswell both not ours. And again, I think you're always going to get the, you get sort of to March, don't you? And you get the, oh, such and such is out of contract, such and such is out of contract. Are they going to stay? It seems like the last couple of years has just been rebuild onto rebuild. And and with wages going up, are we going to be able to keep doing that? I don't know. I want to talk a bit, um, kind of before we go on to Cardiff, but this is a theory I've got. I feel like we've
2: overstayed our welcome in the championship. Obviously, we want to compete, and this is I, I want us to be in the championship. But financially, as a club that wants to punch up there, to, and this is a bit of a cynic thought, but I've had it before, and I, I feel like we've constantly had three or four seasons, maybe five in the championship, get relegated, deplete our squad, half the wage budget, and you look at the finances and it backs it up. I think we've doubled our wage bill since we've come up from League One. We're continuously trying to punch up there, but that can only go on for so long, can't it? And it's like... I suppose there needs to be a change of tact. Maybe we need to start having youngsters like, as they come through and hopefully he plays 30 games next year or Fleming could be a £10 million asset and we sell him on and that can raise the funds to try and lopside that makes competitive. But I think this is the start of something where we start to see that kind of change in the recruitment drive and with Aldo coming in, there is something in, in my head thinking it, it needs to be a
3: change and maybe this is the start of it, maybe. I I would agree. I definitely think the signing of Fleming was a double-edged sword. It was, they're bringing in a real quality player that could potentially fire us to the top Mm -hmm. six or have that little bit of quality. But at the same time, he's, what, 23 years old. He's clearly talented. He's the sort of player that sort of mid to low end Premier League clubs would would want in Mm -hmm. in their side. And he's going to demand for us a considerable transfer fee. Um, I think SA is another one I would be absolutely, I would have no issue with him getting first-team football from now until the end of the season. And if he starts to perform well, he's young. I don't know his nationality. I'm going to assume he's English. Um, he said he's been at little since he was nine years old, yeah. so I'm going to assume that he's an English player. Um, I think, uh, is it Kieran Lewis-Potter at Hull went for quite a lot of money up to the brevet, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, so why can't we be developing young players that are demanding high transfer fee. I definitely think Aldo's gone in there and probably gone. I mean, during my lifetime, we're all probably of a similar age. So during our lifetime, we've had Tim Cahill didn't go for much money. Steve Morrison, when he was in his prime, didn't go for much money. Jed Wallace went for nothing. You know, we don't don't bring in big money for players and that has to change because you can't be a successful football club uh, or a successful business if you're not making any money. I don't like to consider football clubs to be a business but at the end of the day there's a lot of money that goes into it. The, the owners want some kind of return. If you've got high-end assets that are going for free something's not right there and I think that's what's, that's what's going to change personally. I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah,
2: Ben, what you have touched on there? I, I was a bit of a kind of a devil's advocate thought in my head of you know, obviously we talk, I spoke about you know, Mill have typically been five years in the championship, maybe five in League One. And you normally see in the finances, you half the wage budget, you to go to League One and you go again. Obviously, we've now, this is the longest we've been in the championship for as long as I can remember. I think, what, six, seven seasons now where we've sustained it and built on it year on year. And maybe part of me thinks, is that purely because, you know, now we're starting to see the cash, maybe issues, maybe, or cash flows. We don't know this for sure, but we can see the finances where it's, the losses are getting bigger and bigger. Um maybe we need a change of tax with our recruitment drive and, you know, trying to sign these players where we can get a bit of value in the sell-on and maybe that's the start of it now, maybe, perhaps. I don't know what you think about that, mate.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I've thought for a long time that the whole recruitment process of ours needed a bit of a revamp and Stephen just touched on A play in there, but generally, we seem to be terrible at buying low, selling high. And I know that sounds a lot easier said than done, but just generally, we we, we are bad at that. Um I don't think anyone really would have begrudged Jed leaving if we'd have got money for him. Leaving on a free was more of a kick in the teeth because it was, in our recent time, he was our best, most important player, right? So, that was one of, we're just not very good at that. Um, So, it has to change somewhere. Again, just caught the back end of what you were saying, Stephen, about Fleming. I think already we've got to be looking at how much are we going to be getting for him. It's not going to be how long are we going to have him for, or keep him. It's how much are we going to get for him. So, yeah, I think our whole recruitment policy needs to change. I was surprised about coming back, to be honest. I thought, again, I'm not a fan of just people going back to clubs, especially people like that. Um, we wanted to get away from, I want to say Harris ball, it's not the right word, but we wanted to get away from that kind of style of play, right? We wanted mm-hmm. to change a bit. We seem to have done that with Rowan and getting that recruitment guy in that helped Harris so much. I mean, okay, we did get some decent signings and some, some long-standing members of the squad in through him, but obviously you just need to refresh it sometimes. And by making a change of direction, that's got to start with that head of recruitment, right, for me. Um, but again, those are probably hard to come by in terms of good heads of recruitment that want to come to us and would want to work with our sort of budget. But yeah, generally, I think our recruitment system and transfer policy needs to change. Um, We don't seem to be able to go and get a Lee Gregory or Steve Morrison now, or do we even go down that route? Do we look in the lower league to try and pick up those players? Can we even afford it? Have their values gone up because of COVID and things? So, yeah, but it, it needs to change. I don't know how it changed. How it changes with a with a
2: small budget, but yeah, it needs to I make you right. I think even if you think like the when two thousand ten when Morrison goes to Norwich, if you think about I at the time I was obviously a bit younger, but I'd have thought Trotter might have been an asset, maybe you know, especially when he scored ten goals in the championship. James Henry might have been an asset who we let to go free to Wolves and then actually helps them League One championship. We've always been the tourists in that sort of club and it's yeah, it's definitely a shift, I think. I do think this is the start of a shift, but how that shift goes it remains to be seen and we're all going to find out.
3: I mean, anything just else you want to add on to that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, just, just on that, I think what it's going to take, it is going to take for a player, one-to-one one of our players now, because I, I made a joke about it a couple of weeks ago. I think it was on one of the spaces that if someone come in with a big bit of money for Fleming, the board's going to start getting a little bit jittery and they're going to go, oh, we going to have to accept it. We're going to have to accept, to have to accept it's it. Like, this, this is big money. If if you know there's rumors that you know Premier League clubs are perhaps looking at Danny McNamara, or if SA can come in and and have a little bit of, um you know put, show a little bit of promise, and and you know Premier League clubs like to to buy young players, that you know there's clubs like Brighton and Brentford do that quite successfully. Um, it's going to take maybe one or two players of ours to really Billy Mitchell is another one. I'm not saying he he's someone that would go, but He's young. He's he's obviously going to be worth quite a bit of money because his performance levels in the championship have been very high. Um, it's going to take something like that to really see if Mill if they're serious about this transfer policy because you can't just have someone come in for Fabin and go we'll give you eight million and they just bottle it and go yeah sure we'll accept it. You, we have to be driving a high price for these players to set up a long term strategy, not just panic because someone's offered us a little bit of money.
2: How do you act with that though? I, was, I asked the same question I think a week ago on the show. And I was like, if we get obviously like, we we we'll put our valuations in our head. You know, Fleming's got ten goals in the championship in half a season. You know, he has got to be worth ten, twenty. I see someone say fifty. The, the you can't quantify the value. But if you are Mill and you've never our record transfer fee we see this is Morrison. What? oh no, George Taggart at five 7. mil, isn't it? Yeah, five. So five mil going up to seven. But if if someone said, right, here's ten million over four years for Cillian Fleming. If say, if for example, I don't know, West Ham, not West Ham, bad example, but say if uh, Everson get renegades, parachute payments, £10 million, we'll take your player off you next year. He's done it in the Championship, we want to take you. It takes a, it takes a stern board to think, you know, you, you all the thoughts go off your head, don't they, I suppose, Ben? Like, you know, it's, it's a hard game, isn't it, in football? And it's like, yeah, you've got to obviously hold, have the iron hands, and I agree with Stephen there. But if you, someone says £10 for Fleming right now, Millwall might be, get, will get jittering. I can understand it almost. We got a £10 million bid for
4: Fleming. We'd all say we'd want double that, right? That's we all fans. We did a 10 bid for him from an Everton getting relegated. He's got it. Ooh. There's no way we're holding out for more than that given our history, unless that changes. And I don't see it changing. But yeah, we're getting close to £10 million. I. He's not going to be a Melbourne player. I don't think we're. We can't. <laughs> As I said, our policy needs to change in terms of selling players. And we're we're a selling club, but we're absolutely awful at selling players in terms of getting the right value for them or selling them at the right time and getting the best value for them. So, yeah, if in the summer we got a ten million bid, I would be amazed if he
2: started the season with us next year. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with you there. I think I want to wrap this part up and kind of move on to Saturday. We, We did have the opposition analyst of Tom with us. Do you want to pretend to be Welsh for a bit, Stephen? <laughs> no <a> chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> pretend to be Tom for a bit, I mean, What do we know about Cardiff going into this game? Obviously, we played them early in the season. Um, There's lots changed there. Morrison was a manager, wasn't he, when we played them early in the season and he's been and gone. They then had another manager going, Mark Hudson, who's also been and gone. Um, I think we we didn't play them then, didn't we, this year? And we won 2-0. Um, what do you think, Stephen, ahead of Saturday? And obviously, we spoke about it a bit on Tuesday, but I do think it's a... Uh, well... There's a lot of off field stuff going on, but it's a, it needs to get a bit of optimism back around the place. I think.
3: I think the, the last thing on transfers, I think it's absolutely fantastic that um they've signed Romain SA up to yeah. a long term a long term deal. I think that is a really bit of positive news. Um, someone who there was there was slight rumours, I think Man United were, were were sniffing around to having a look at him. So to tie him down, really good bit of business, that's yeah. that's quite a good um a positive way to end transfers yeah. if, <laughs> if, if, if that's if we can actually say positive about transfers but um...
4: in on the transfer piece for we go on to Cardiff? yeah go on go for it ad has been itching for me to say on the pods do you think there's any thought or truth behind the fact we might not be going all out
2: for this top six push the row it could be off in the summer it comes around every year and it happens doesn't it i, I think if rack gets the job he's hoped for a bit close to home in the midlands you know, a club with a decent budget, say for example, like West Brom, that sort of club, that size, that stature, I do think he goes personally. And I do believe the rumours that he was looking to leave last summer, but I think he's got a good rep now, isn't he? Like externally away from him. Amongst us, it's probably a 50-50 split. That surprises people when I appear on other shows, but, and I I mentioned that, but I I think, I think he goes if the dream offer comes in for him personally. (laughs) But,
0: in that what my dad oh, keep saying to me like, we don't love him enough he's doing a great picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com
1: the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
4: Job, we're overachieving. We don't love them enough as a fan base and we don't,
2: right? No. It is 50-50 split, which again, you say other clubs probably look at that and go, How? I'm not get so surprised by that, honestly. And, I, and it's, but it's hard to quantify because even I'm 50-50 of him sometimes and I, I can't help, I, you see the results and performance and you're like, or like the the table, the results of the last three years that he's been here, he's like remarkable. But like it's like it's it's not the, that I think it also plays a part in cost of living crisis and stuff. But I think our away followers have gone down. I think also because of Rowett's football and the style of play. I think a lot of people have fallen out with, out of love with the with Mill since COVID, and obviously Rowett's you know the results are there, but I do think that split is clear to see in that sort of thing when you look at the away followings. Like right? Transfer policy. Do you think they might? Do you think the club know that? That
4: are thinking they're not going to as much money as he wants or needs because he's off in the summer or might be off, or he's given an indication that if he gets a better job, that he's off. Don't know. Just so to chuck out there and think about. But after my dad said it, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, it might we be? there
3: yeah. it's I, it's always there. The thought. I can see, to be honest with you, and I, I, I would absolutely have no issue with it. To a certain, well, to a certain extent, that if Raul was not backed in the transfer window, I, I could see him turning around and going, "I'm, I'm not doing that. What's the point? What's the point in me getting us to a point where we're last year?" And I bang on about this about well, home games. A couple of people I go with last year, we beat Coventry uh, Christmas week. We were one point of the playoffs, and it, we had to deplete his squad, and we had we had. A, Back then it was we had the best opportunity to get into the playoffs and he wasn't back. So I think we got Ollie Burke and Luke Freeman in on the last couple of days of the transfer window. This year, New Year's Day, we moved to fourth. Admittedly, the next day we were down to 6th but still in the top six. And it's the same thing over and over again. How 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 long does a manager put up with not being backed and doing, you know, football's a results business. And I've often said, you know, I've never seen Mill win the top flight. Unfortunately, my dad always talks about it, and, and our supporters always talk about it. If Rowan won every game 1 0, we played the most boring football known to mankind, I wouldn't care less because we're winning every game 1 0 gets into the top flight. The fact that we're not doing that, but he's still giving us a chance, uh, that you know, I, you know we, we've talked about transfers a lot, but if he doesn't get backed, I wouldn't blame him going off to another job. I really wouldn't blame him. He gets slagged off when we lose. He gets flagged off if we don't, even if we win, but we play defensive football. He's got us, you know, just outside the top six. If the West job or I don't know Aston Villa, maybe I know that's a bit far fetched because of how they're in the Premier League. But a job like that come up and and they wanted him, I won't, I not blame him at all for going. Absolutely would not blame him at all. It's it's better the devil, you know, isn't it? A little bit sometimes. I
2: think yeah, if, like, you know, it's like it's and that's it. Like you can't can't knock it because the the. Results and performances, like the, the league finishes speak for itself, don't it, I suppose. Mm. Uh if you always wasn't have before we saw back Cardiff? <laughs> we going to Cardiff? Come on, let's do Cardiff. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do right, it. I did ask you, um, what do you, what do you think about
3: Saturday um, and what are you hoping for? I think Cardiff, I mean, they've, have, they've got a few off the field issues, obviously. Um, another manager, they're looking for another manager. Um, third one, it will be a third permanent appointment when they decide to appoint one. When it can't be, I highly doubt that'll be before Saturday. So it's going to be a, a caretaker manager um, in the dugout. They've still got. I saw an article come out that they about the, the Emiliano Salah. Um, there's a, an article surfaced that they tried to take out life insurance the day after the incident, uh, which has obviously not gone down very well yeah. in the footballing world. Uh, rightly so, uh, not gone down very well in the, in the footballing world. They they um they obviously took an absolute hammering in the FA Cup last night. Again, I know it's against Premier League opposition, but I think Leeds absolutely steamrolled. I think it was last I saw. I didn't actually see the final result. It's Leeds had put five past them, so five P full time. Yes. Yeah. what was the end. In the end, it's Cardiff. But yeah, if it was five nil, one point. Um. So the, the a couple of supporters I uh, I see on Twitter, I follow on Twitter, are uh, you know quite negative. Uh, you know they're going through a little bit of a rough patch, and and the transfer of ban and and all kinds of things, which all just screams that they're going to win one 0 on Saturday because that's just that's just what happens to, to us when we go to those kind of places. But I think Sheffield the Sheffield United FA Cup game, um, I, I, I was I went to that and was very disappointed. I thought that it, it was a clear um, to me it was clear that Raul and the players thought, "Ah, sub this, we're going to concentrate on the league." So I expected us to go to Middlesbrough and put in a performance, Um, not necessarily win the game, but go there and show a little bit of intent. And we didn't do that. So now I am fully expecting us to go there after two lacklustre performances, two defeats, to go there and show some real ambition and show some some forward-thinking football. Um, I don't expect us to play like Brazil. I don't expect us to, to be knocking it around for fun, but I expect us to certainly have a go against a side that clearly have problems and are there for the taking.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Dan. I think I echo that completely. That's what I'll be hopeful on Saturday, travelling down there anyway. It's a weird one when you look at their squad. Uh, ben, I'll come to you on this one. But you look at uh, Cardiff's squad, I see Steve Morrison in the blueprint, firstly, a lot with the signings, the type of signings he signed there, like hard-working players. But also, they're good championship players. Like We've not seen a lot of these players, but I think of... You know, obviously, Ojo's there. <laughs> That's an intro. That'll be an one on a Saturday. But you've got Joe Walls in there. You've got Ryan Wintle. I like their centre-half, Curtis Nelson. I've seen him play a lot. Um, Perry Eng, the right-back. Canem O'Dowder. Like They're players that are, have knocked around for a while, but there's no real standouts there, which is probably maybe, you know, the lack of match winners there for them, I suppose, a little bit. They're, I'll think about it, Ben. But they're not they're not a pushover side. But obviously, the off-field stuff seems to be taking his pro-work card, if I think a little bit. But... Be an interesting one going through it. I know you came in with the stats pre, uh, pre, uh, at the start of the show, but be interesting to see what happens, I think, going to Cardiff.
4: Yeah, I mean, just touching on their off the field problems, I mean, we're just talking there about us looking at transfers and that sort of thing. It could always be worse, right? And I think that'd be a waste of what Cardiff, they seem to be in a far worse position than us and have been for a while. Um, yeah, again, their squads, just had a look and when you mentioned, I mean, they've got, I mean, they're all. Just solid championship players, right? Obviously, Marlon's there, etc. And as you mentioned, Ozo's there Remain Sawyers, people yeah, like
2: that. You've got the Young Welsh lads at Colwell. Is he, is he on loan from Chelsea or somewhere? I think he's at Brighton, Lee by Colwell, but there's another Colwell, I think, there's there. He was, again, a good player. I've seen these players, yeah. decent players, ain't
4: they? It, it, decent. So I'd imagine big money, some of them as well, which is, again, we talked about. I mean, Dow, I doubt he'll it, be on a few quid, I'd imagine. People like that. Um, yeah. Just a weird one for them, as you say. they it screams Steve Morrison sort of blueprint there. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be a hard game. Looking at it, we're struggling for a little bit of confidence. Two poor performances, as we mentioned. Again, looking at their results, just kind of since the World Cup, they don't seem to be scoring many goals at all. If it was nil nil on Saturday, would I be surprised? Absolutely not. Um, again, said it at the top of the show, but. If we've got any aspirations of knocking on that top six floor, then we've got to be winning. So I'm hoping we go there with um, attacking mentality and try and impose the game to them. If we play anything like the nearer levels we did against Watford, we should win. Um, I think that's been the biggest key. And again, we talk about the route and it's just been our consistency. It has been for a long time. We seem to put in a performance against Watford where I look at it and go, there wouldn't be any teams in the league that could live with the, the intensity we played at. We were absolutely top draw. And then we put in two minging performances and just look naff. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it really depends on what Mill will turn up, I think. I don't think it's much to do with them. It's If we play our game and, and perform, we'll beat them. But yeah, uh, are we starting to get some tired, tired legs? Are we going to start having to play the same players all the time? Again, we mentioned the squad, the squad and the thinness. We, we're getting there now, so...
2: Yeah, as I say, if we go there and perform, we'll win. But that's a big if at the minute. I like the logic there, and I think you're probably bang on there with your assessment. I think I give you credit for the stats and you've mentioned it, but I think that was in the first show we tried to do with our uh, opposition. But do you have them ready to list off again? Was it? Mm-hmm. We got one listed in 2005. We spoke about it on the show on Tuesday on that one. I know Dickio scored. I, I remember I that me. one. Well, she got it for us. I think it was not the last show we tried to do the one that never didn't exist. <laughs> I'm gonna die. The guy, the
4: guy, the, the, the fan, on which on the <laughs> People are at the end of the year, so we'll get it on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my last two against them will be at home. We've not won in Cardiff since 2005, which is a 1-0 Danny Dicchio penalty. They haven't won a game since November and haven't won a home game since October, which was against Rotherham. So, as I said earlier, if you're a Millwall fan and think we're going to go there and win, are you actually a Millwall fan with those stats? Because everything's pointing at them beating us on Saturday. The turmoil, all the stuff about... Um, yeah. What's his name? The the geezer that, that that was in the plane crash again.
2: Some still... still sure. yeah. there. Yeah. Form it's just screaming a one 0 Cardiff win, isn't it? Agreed, Stephen. I think. I mean, it's in the middle with us, isn't it? You can't shake it.
3: <laughs> no, I think you you follow them for so long, and you st- you have hope, and then all of a sudden you just realise that you don't have hope, don't yeah. don't don't have hope, don't have expectations, and just try and take each game. Well, it's a it yeah, is, I mean, look, I think look, we've been quite negative on on the show and I think at the moment there is a little bit of a negative vibe around the club. There's a lot of things that, even down to the point of having to train at the ground, because obviously the training ground's been the ice and rain and, and whatnot, it just seems, at the moment it just seems we're going through a bit of a mid-season sort of lull um, as a club. Saturday is a really good opportunity to... To, to right some wrongs in the sense of, you know, we do struggle against teams at the bottom of the league typically. So go there, try and put that to bed, you know, get that kind of monkey off the back and, and go there and try and get a result. After Saturday, which I believe is the 21st, I think the transfer window closes on, it's not the last day in January, is it? I think it's the third of yeah. February. It's the Friday. They've moved it to the Friday. So, yeah. For some, for some reason. So they'll have, they'll have, just under two weeks, because we obviously the Burnley game has been uh, rearranged for the following week. Um, so they'll have two weeks to rest, recover. Hopefully, get back um, the the new lad from over from Ireland. Hopefully, get back a couple of um, you know Tyler Bury and other players that might have a knock. Um, and and then you know two weeks to to, to bring in some a couple of players. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know we we do get caught up and, and we. Uh, are you even ill? If you think we're going to go there and get a result on Saturday, is is bang on. It, it is, it, you know, you, you so many people say it on social media, it's ridiculous, <laughs> really. It's it, everybody knows to score with us, but I think Saturday really is a good opportunity for us, and it's a good opportunity for for players like um, Bradshaw um, going back obviously to Wales. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for players like um, George Honeyman, Callum Styles to go there and like the Rotherham game a couple of weeks ago, really go there and try and impose yourself on, on a weaker side in the division and show why we are where we are in the league and, and, and try and instil some confidence in the travelling fans and obviously those that, that, that can't make the game on Saturday.
2: Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think you're right there because, like, you know, and I did say this the other night, I think we do better against the teams that are the lesser opposition this year. Typically, it feels like, not always been the case, but it does feel this year, you know, we can go in there and impose ourselves the likes of Fleming step up in them sort of games. I would say you because you obviously mentioned the gap as well the next four games if you're a Mill side that's hungry and wants this you've got Cardiff away Sunderland at home I expect it's a decent crowd there decent gate a London derby at QPR then Coventry away midweek four games that if you really want to make a go of it this season because when you look at the games afterwards Sheffield United at home Burnley at home Stoke away is always a tricky place for us Luton away Norwich at home like that's 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 a tough run afterwards I think The next four games, I feel like they're quite key to maybe shaping our season a little bit, Ben. You know, the season's long-winded and still a long way to go. But, you know, it's a big set of games coming up, I think, especially the first four there when I said that. Yeah, that that run after that not
4: would do too much. Um, Again, I think I've said it on previous shows, we're going to be looking back at certain results already this year and going, we really needed to win their whole screams to me, Ryan Birmingham screams to me. I think I've said it a couple of times. We have to win Saturday now, just reading those fixtures out and look on the next 10 games for me. We just have to win. minute, um, I don't go into... We just don't know what we're going to get, right? And as I just said, if we go and play our game, then we'll, we will give most teams a game and, and I'd probably expect us to beat most teams, but we just don't know what we're going to get in a minute. We're so inconsistent if we get a couple of injuries. But yeah, the next four games, I mean, even Coventry and that, they're a good sides. Mm-hmm. Cumbrian fan that I speak to from work, they're they're thin on the ground in terms of bodies as well. I don't think they'll be getting on in. So if they if they lose a couple of players, then we might have a squeak there. But they're a decent side. QPR, London derby, don't know. As you say, Sunderland, they're gonna have a massive following at the den Probably set out a relegation. Like they always do. So that's gonna be a big game. So even in the next four, it's tough. Um, bigger. We have to win Saturday. Now we have to win
2: Saturday. <laughs> Stephen, what do you make of that? I think, I think, I, I, what my point is there, like, I speak out QPR away, London Derby, Coventry normally take a thousand plus there. These are big games now, isn't it? Like, and then afterwards, like I said, the six coming up after that, you know, Sheffield United, Burnley, Norwich, you know, they're in there as well. Tough games, but,
3: you know, time for us to step up, really, if the players really want it, I feel like. And uh, i I've, I say this all the time, and I, you know, I one of my good friends is a Norwich fan, and I often say that to be the best, you got to beat the best, and if mm-hmm. you want to make the top six, you've got to you've got to be winning some of these games. We had a horrendous run at the start of the season. We played Burnley away, Norwich away, Sheffield United away. Yet we lost them all. Most teams are going to go to those grounds and lose, so there is no shame in that. But the fact that they have to come to us gives me a little bit more hope in those mm-hmm. fixtures. Yeah, okay you know we might be thin on the ground but they, that that does give me a little bit more hope but I think I think QPR have dropped way off the off the pace um especially since losing their manager that I, you know they he's come out and said oh you know I want to stay loyalty etc cetera, etc cetera. he's now yeah. gone and they seem to have fallen apart um some, you know they're, they're right in the way for promotion aren't they but they lost Ellis Sims, and you know he was a, a, a big player for them. You know, a, a, a central striker that it's not, but we've, as we know, it's not easy to to replace. Um, but today's let I say, Saturday's massive. It's a game we have to be, we do have to be winning to have some aspirations. But just to just to end because it is ending January, isn't it? There's a no lot of fixtures, The next games in February. End January on a little bit of a high, you know. It's always it just seems to be around the club a lot of negativity at the moment. And if you can win a game, uh, yeah, okay, we might be expected, we might be slight favourites because of where we are in the league. But go go away from home, win a game, and put some confidence back in into the supporters. Um, And and uh, you know, I think the you know the the players should be relishing Sunderland bringing a a decent crowd. They should be relishing Sheffield United bringing a decent crowd. You know. See, Fleming was playing for a team in in the Dutch league that obviously were were struggling. He, you know, that a lot of cup finals when you're at the bottom of the league because you have to be picking up points to to stay in your division. But he he didn't come over to the Championship to be playing against Wigan and Bristol City in in games where the crowds ten thousand at a Den. He came to be playing in the big games in the games that are going to affect whether we make the top six or not. He and other players should be relishing those big games coming up.
2: Definitely, a good great point there many changes for Saturday what do you reckon obviously not many players to choose from I've not heard much about Cooper and his injury because obviously he went off last Saturday I don't, I don't know if I missed anything this week have you, have you boys seen anything on that nothing Oh, or... there was a qu- a quick quote isn't it? Sorry, I don't know. Many changes. You make any
3: changes yeah there was Close. a quick there was a little quote that said that Cooper's injury wasn't as as bad or as, as feared as, as initial um, having to take him off so yeah.
2: In and including track easy. records, you know,
3: you probably play, won't you? Yeah. I'm reading them, won't you? Okay. Oh, the, only, the only change uh, I would, I think, I think George Savile has to come in back into the Great. starting lineup. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think um, I might have mentioned this before, and I'm sure Ben will have a little chuckle at this. I'm a little bit of a George Savile fan club, uh, one man yeah. fan club uh, or two man <laughs> <laughs> fan club. I mean, yeah, here we go. We can, We're we, can we can, we can fly that flag <laughs> because nothing, he has to play. He has to play in the team. I'd be getting him straight back in the eleven. Um, we've got no Bury, so Whip is, again, a little bit of a you know, much much of a much um, who, who's going to play there. But um, I'd like to see, again, I don't think Rao is quite brave enough to do it, but I would love to see Romain Essay been rewarded. And, you know, first professional contract, he must be on an absolute high you know, he, he made the point of adding into his tweet, um, you know, thanking the club and, and whatnot. He's been there since he was nine years old, so he must be absolutely delighted. Get him in the first, get him in. What's the worst that can happen? If it doesn't yeah. work out, you can take him off. It's not a home yeah. game where there might be the pressure of of the supporters, you know, on, on him to, to start. But um, for me, if there is going to be any changes, Savile must start.
2: Definitely. I, I agree with you there. I think also, I even loved, um, I think the club put a little snippet on Instagram of Eze's interview. And he ended with common new lines like just little bits like that, like and it's like you know I think he's buzzing for it and he's buzzing to be here. So I, I definitely agree with that. What about you? Um, about any changes? I mean, could it even be, be an argument I, again? Like, has he got the balls to play as a could a back three come back into play on a Saturday? Something like that. I mean, I, yeah. I don't want. I don't even want to say the dreaded words, but like think about you got Queswell available, three centre halves potentially. We ain't got many wingers available, so maybe it's a two up top job of brush or voggy with Fleming behind. It, you never well, right. know.
4: This this is what I was about to say. We might be soon getting to the point that we're gonna to have to go down a formation change because we're not gonna have the players to be able to support the formation that we're currently playing. Mm. Uh yeah, I d I, I don't have anything against Savile coming in. I think he's actually done well this year. I'm I'm not a anti Savile fan by mm. any means. I'm probably more a Savile fan than not. So um <laughs> Yeah, if Sav comes back in. I've got no problem with that at all. Outside of that, can we make many changes? I, I, I'm not I'm not sure. Would be great to see the young lad get a, as you say, Stephen, get his reward, sign that long term deal. I don't think Rowett will ever have to do it personally. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think outside of that we can make many changes. I uh, we spoke about it earlier and a bit of a laugh, but I don't. I'm not against Foggy playing down the middle. Um if we do go to a a, a five, three two, three five two, whatever it is, and play up top with Bradders, I don't mind seeing that. Um cue the abuse we're gonna get on Twitter now for someone. Uh <laughs> yeah,
2: I've seen Bob give him a chance down the middle. Yeah. I mean I, I guess we'll so, so I'll sum up then. I guess we're thinking the back four the same, goalkeeper the same. Styles out for Sable, maybe Styles play instead of Honeyman in a wide position potentially. I wouldn't be surprised to see that.
4: It's after the Preston game, and I'm still amazed with trying it with Honeyman. He's not a wide player. He's he's not a wide player. Can we stop with that? Please, Row, if you ever listen to it, this podcast, please stop playing him wide. He's not a wide player. I know you're a manager of the Championship club, but I've done a lot on Football Manager, right? He's not a wide This <laughs> is <level. He's, laughs> not a
2: wide player. Um, I don't think he's been. I think he's been very ineffective, but he's not been terrible in that position. I mean, I mean in the sense of he's not done his thing in the wide area as a winger should. But he's not been like. I think he hinders this mind by playing. I don't. I don't, I don't mind we can yeah. and
4: we can yeah, do him. fine. I don't mind him. I just don't. I'd rather him play in that midfield too, to be honest, and give us a bit of depth there than play. What I just, He's got no pace. He's not. He's got no tricks. He, I mean, he's just a solid player, isn't he? Yeah, brass.
2: He adds anything to his playing. It's a bit like if you played Murray Wallace on left wing, like you'd probably get the simple yeah. sort of output, wouldn't you? like it's, it's sad.
4: It's just out of ten. You're not going to have any more than that. He's not going to be a down type player, is how I felt George yeah. being quite a bit harsh towards him. But
3: yeah. One other yeah. change, just one other change, actually. I, I I would be I would be looking at perhaps giving Scott Malone a go if he's fit at left back. I think Murray Wallace has been getting absolute pelters. The last couple of games, he's been. Um, yeah, the fans have not. They don't. They don't, I, don't I want to say they've turned on him, but there's certainly. Uh, uh, you know, he's finding his level. You know, he's struggling. You know, there's been a lot of comments. You know, the goal on Saturday, people were were very critical of him. Uh, perhaps take him, maybe a little bit out of the firing line, or push him to it. If you are going to go to the three at the back, maybe push him as the third centre back and get him in maybe a more natural position and, and get. Yeah. Malone or Styles out on the left-hand side, but I mean, I, 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 no, if Murray Wallace plays, I don't. There's no issue really, but perhaps maybe give if Malone's fit, just just give um, Wallace a little bit of a break, get him out the firing line.
4: Is, is there an argument? An on- in- on- in- to push Styles to off back? I don't. I'm assuming Cardiff, given Ashton was in charge and has kind of built this squad, that they're going to be quite direct and not possession hungry side. Would there be an argument to get Styles out of full-back and be
2: if, a little bit more tacky. The Malone one's a weird one though, isn't it, right? Because he's disappeared from the squads and when you look online, there's not too much murmured about him, is there, or the nature of his injury, right? I had a look on the flash score previews earlier. It's, it's illness, right? Injured, so, I yeah. don't know. It says illness when I look at it on, on flash score as well. Or, oh, I think I've got flash score. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting one there. But I do think if anyone deserves, not a break, as in like a sense of he continues to play, he's problems with the ball, he's, he's going to come out of the side. But, if anyone's gonna play his way out of it, I think Murray Wallace is the character that can do that. I hope. He has been poor, but hopefully he plays his way out of it. But he, I do agree, and I do take your point completely to be fair though, Stephen. I would if Malone was
3: available, but then Malone is also flat to the sea a bit, I feel like. Oh, I, he's he look, I think I think less I if you put if you could combine Murray Wallace and Scott Malone together, you'd have quite a decent fullback with a bit of base, someone who can go forward and obviously really good in defence. Oh, yeah, be a Milwaukee player. Yeah. But I think, you know, Malone's Malone's delivery and Malone's output, I mean, that season he was on low. He scored four goal of the season contenders on his own. Yeah. So the attacking outlet is, is there. And if Cardiff aren't really a possession-based side of the team that might be a little bit slower or a little bit direct, you might want someone out there. Callum Styles, as Ben said, is another one that you could put out there yeah, to, to yeah. try and get, to get forward. But I think Rowett's very... Um, reactive rather than proactive, mm-hmm. and I think the game Saturday is a game where he we've got to go into it proactive. Maybe tr- maybe try something a little bit different. Maybe go with the free at the back again. Pelt was on Twitter after this. Yeah, and I the title the show is going to be. Uh, panelists say play free at the back, and we'll get absolutely hounded.
2: I'll get some <laughs> clicks, by that
3: <laughs> But <laughs> it gets so much. My It might be. It might be. It might be a game to. Because that, that, no one was against you know changing the formation, but that doesn't mean that Raul has to stick to four two three one. Now, you you know, I don't mind him in games trying things and changing things, and if you haven't got the players available, maybe look at your squad and and, and play to your squad strengths rather than 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 kind of what you want to do.
2: Yeah, no, I've agreed, and that's that's what I think. You never know, Raul <laughs> he, he never struck me as a tinkerer, but you never know, could be something there in the in the murmurings. Who knows. Um, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the show three five two Saturday question mark. <laughs> I think I think it's. it's got legs for on that one. Um, we'll wrap up then. I, I guess we'll do the typical thing of asking, what's the score going to be on Saturday, Ben? <laughs> I'm going to be. You're, got, you're going. to say 0-0 You're
4: going to say... no, win, Millwall? Um, and I'm going to say Slemming to get a brace.
2: Oh. And then he goes at the end of the window for twelve challenge, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Stephen, do you reckon Saturday mate? score prediction for me?
3: Um, I did the little video on the last show for Mickey. Yeah. I said two nil. Um, Fleming and Bradshaw getting a goal. his in his um, his country. Uh, By sight, his country of birth is six. He's one of these. It's it's nan that that yeah. might get him to qualify for Wales. But he might have a point to prove going back to Wales. So yeah, two nil will. Um, Bradshaw and Fleming on the score sheet for me. I can't remember what I said for mine. I feel like I went nil nil for a joke because
2: oh, I, I think well, in my head because I'm, I'm going up there as well. I just I just
3: I've got this feeling it's, it's, gonna it's gonna Steve, going to be a nil nil.
2: Use your Vogi bet as well. No, listen. <laughs> I am more
3: than happy. I am listen, we'll happy for Joe. Everything. I am more than happy for Joe to to win the bet if Mill will win the game. But I can assure you, if if Vogue scores on Saturday, I am going to hammer his Twitter. I'm going to absolutely cater for it. No, yeah. but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> well,
2: but fair enough. I mean, anything else you two want to add up? I mean, Ben Fakes always coming tonight, mate. And it's, yeah, it's been the first time with you, but a great show, mate. <laughs> I'm just touching upon something that
4: Stephen said. We do like to get a bit downbeat. Again, looking at the, the preview on Flash Score, we got more points than we did this time last year. We're a second half of the season team. We always do well towards the end of the year so if that's anything to go by that's a positive isn't all doom and gloom we've had a a decent year so far it's a tight league if we can make two additions I'll say to the squad in the right areas I still think we'll be knocking on the door for the top six Um, so yeah it's not all doom and gloom there is some positives to be taken from all of our negativity
2: tonight well said Stephen bipolar Mill striking again obviously for us bipolar Mill fans as well I mean Thanks for being on, mate. Any last words? to up the show.
3: Um, as as Ben said, I think it's been quite negative. But for me, to end on the positive, I did touch on it earlier. Remain essay, um, saying at the club, um, young player that's coming in that looks a little bit of promise. It's nice that we don't have the worry of, oh, is he going to stay? Is he going to sign? Are we going to lose him? If someone wants him now, they're going to obviously have to pay um for him. So hopefully, he seems like a, a decent guy. He seems like uh, someone who's who's obviously quite uh, fond of the club. So um. Whilst it's not a new sign in, um, I think it's very good that the club have, have tied down a, a young prospect for, for a long time. So hopefully that can be the the kick start to um some transfer activity. Fingers crossed. What's the odds on Romanese any time on
2: Saturday? <laughs> I'll check it after. There you go. Well,
3: thanks both. Uh, go on go on, Ben. It's no, there's, 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 to, Mogi. there's, there's Mogi to score. I'm uh, I'm waiting I'm waiting to get it. To score and Mill to win, uh, so it's not been yeah. updated yet. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for that. But uh, as I say, if Joe wins the bet, he can pick what charity, uh, what charity he goes to. If I win the bet, I'm gonna absolutely cane him all over social media for the <laughs> weekend. So, gonna
4: <laughs> go in our transfer budget.
3: Yeah, yeah. find well We need the <laughs> money we can get out the week.
2: Anyway, cheers, chaps! Great show, um, and thanks for tuning and listening, listeners. Um, if you're new around here, be sure to subscribe, like the video, and common mill three point Saturday. Cheers, chaps. The
1: Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.